following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. It's your out of tune podcast. Knock, knock. We're back. Yep. Back for another episode. And with some extra flash this time, dude, Dougie's got a new mic. Spit on that. Well, it's old, but yeah. <laughs> I think this is the second time I used it. I can't remember. We're coming up in a year. Remember? We just talked about this. It's like, it all blends together. It goes by so yeah, far. Like, like three yeah. minutes ago. yeah we're back for another episode excited as ever and uh let's go around the room and tell you who's present and accounted for nate's here hello hi nate mike's here hey that's me hello alex is here and a sandwich in hand hi alex yes hi your peanut butter and fluff sandwich Oh, uh, uh, PB minus fluff. Okay. David Jark is here. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dave. And you've Hello. already heard from Do Dougie, the man, Douglas. Hi, Do Dougie. Hey, hey Doug. The old crocodile. <laughs> oh, boys. I'm Bye. very excited to talk about this episode. Uh, first, I'm going to surprise someone in the room right now and uh, ask them about their latest concert experience. And that guy is. Mike, you just caught a show uh, a couple Sundays ago. Mike? I thought you were going to go with Nate since you guys were at a show hey, last it's, Tuesday. It's spoilers. Uh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward over this part. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just saw Clutch up at uh, Rapids Theater in Niagara Falls. Uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday prior. Um, not so much about, I mean, Clutch was awesome. They're always awesome live, but I don't know how it was for you guys, but I think you can save it till you guys talk about your fun outing. But uh, the sound at Rapids, which is usually shit, was actually like spot on, really good for Clutch. Um, the I've, I've never heard drums sound as crystal clear as that was, but um, but yeah, Clutch had a hell of a set list. Um. I got to see them play a song called Soap Makers probably for the first time. I want to say it's the first time I ever, first time that I can remember. I can't uh, tell you about levels of inebriation at other shows I've been to <laughs> by them, but, um, but yeah, that was, it was just, a, it was an amazing, amazing set list. They have such a big, big um, discography catalog that no two shows on any given tour is exactly the same. It's, it's pretty cool following them and watching all their set lists, but uh, we got a really good set list here in Western New York a week and a half ago. Cool. Now, just to be clear, are we talking about the stoner rock band clutch? 
Well, I mean, they did play. They did play. Uh, like I said, soap makers. That's they were kind of stoned. Come on, the, the, like was that Blast Tyrant and um, what's the album? What's the other album that uh, Space Grass is on? Clutch, clutch. Yeah, they're self-titled. Yeah, like that yeah. was that was like stoner rock. I can see that album. I mean, now, now, now I'd say more. They're more like they 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 told the line of like Southern rock and roll and just good mm-hmm. old-fashioned regular hard rock and rock and roll. I felt that in your album there, Mike. Oh, uh, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, uh, AC treat Mike gave us. Um, Alex, <laughs> Alex just put a Tide Pod in his mouth. <laughs> Challenge accepted. All right, the Out of Laundry Podcast. Minty, minty, Ooh, minty. Hey, we're, we're going to match a little bit there, Mike. Same beers. Look at that. Hey, hey, tis the season. (laughs) Happy Ruby Red Colch season. I have an API. Genesee should start sponsoring us. AQI. That looks beautiful. (laughs) Well, Mike, you said the the sound. Now we're not going to try and alienate people that don't live in Western New York and don't go to Rapids Theater, but we're going to for a minute. And I will acknowledge, yeah, I thought the exact same thing. Because when Nate and I went, he caught the whole set. I caught, what, all but half of a song or a song, right, Nate, of the opening band. So we went to see August Burns Red for the 20th anniversary tour. They were awesome. But first, this band that is touring with them, Bleed From Within, which I had never listened to before until I knew they were coming. And then I listened to them before we went to the concert. And I thought they were pretty good. They had some decent stuff. Um, I didn't think I was going to be blown away, but they sounded awesome. And at that time I was like, Nate's like, these guys are pretty good. I'm like, yeah, they are pretty, this, it sounds good. And at the moment I was like trying to think of like, what do I mean by that? And what I meant is I'm so used to rapid sounding like garbage. Um, the mixes are always off, but I also always thought they had a inferior just PA system, but I think, that, the new one? I think that might be it because not to get into specifics, but um, there's a different promotion company so booking this- shows for Rapids, and I'm wondering if it is their like their house sound equipment, okay, um, versus what was at Rapids, or maybe they got a different sound house sound guy. I don't know, but it's I mean, going from I was at a show there uh, last year. Who the hell? Did- did you go to 311? No, I was in Kentucky. Okay. But uh, there's a show. I went to Highly Suspect last fall, but that sounded pretty good, too. But there was a show I was at there recently in the last like couple of years before After Dark started booking shows there. Right. And it still sounded like shit. I gotcha. But <clears throat> I, think, I, think, I think the acoustics in that building, too, are just it's just off in there but maybe it is the, the sound equipment who knows but it sounded again really really good yeah similar to show uh show place you know down in um what would you consider uh, the rock black rock the black rock yeah, west side so, grant grand military there black rock yeah black rock that's a black a rock. movie theater they you black know when it, when it was built it was built to yeah. go to the theater to see a mm-hmm. movie and now you know it's used for music um and that's how rapids it was originally built for a movie theater, you know, it's got the upper balcony and everything. So 
I think the acoustics are never going to be fixed as far as that goes. I've been in far worse. Yeah, Main Street Armory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark at your place. That's dope. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is freaking cool. <laughs> um, Two movies I saw there. Okay. Uh, I, I thought I thought the sound was awesome. I'll let Nate talk um, about like the the rest of the the sets though. Um. Yeah, I don't know. August Burns Red was sounded sounded great. Oh, what was it? I killed a prom queen. Who who who'd they play with? Who they play with? Devil wears Parada. Devil wears Parada. Oh. I that was not enjoyable to me. <laughs> I uh, and I I thought Bleed from Within sounded good. Yeah. Uh, August Burns Red sounded really good, but Devil's Devil Wears Parada just sounded like a muddled mess. Maybe it was just them, the band. I don't know. I, I, I was never a big fan of them. They leaned heavier, um, knowing a small portion of their catalog. They definitely leaned heavier to try and match Bleed From Within and August Burns Red. Obviously, they're always going to have that touch of emo to them, unfortunately. But yeah. um, nothing unfortunate about that. I'm going to say unfortunate. It's all unfortunate. Yeah. Screamo. Everything about it well, is unfortunate. It, it, it's not even, I don't even know what it is, Charka. It's, it is Screamo, but it's not. Um, but, anyways, so when August Burns Red finally took the stage, I, I thought it was the best set I've seen out of the four times, three times. How many times have I seen? Three times? Yeah, it was, this was the first time that I've seen them. And I don't know. Often you go to, you know, a metal show like that and it's, it's hard for especially the vocalist to come off sounding like he does in the recordings. Yeah. Dude sounded spot on. Didn't, didn't lose a step the entire show getting towards the end. Like the last song they played, his voice was still as fresh as when they came out. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Yeah. I think, uh, Alex, we've talked about this before. I know you're not a diehard August Burns Red fan, but you're, you're familiar with them. His control from from the high end scream to the low end scream is as good as anyone in the business. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. So I, he was he was on, and they're mixing a little bit of singing, a little bit, <laughs> like three lines. It doesn't sound <laughs> awful. He, he can carry it no. too. So yeah. I'm cool with it. Um, yeah, I might go back to Rapids. My car didn't get broken into. Would you always think about when you park out there? Yep. <laughs> but uh it did it. I did have a guy hit me up for some a couple of had a couple bucks on me. You you get you hooked him up though? Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you should next time a homeless person uh, if you have just like two bucks or whatever, and a homeless person asks you for money, you should hand it to him and say, Now I don't want you wasting this on food. You buy all the booze you can with this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I did. I did. I did give a homeless guy. He had a. He had a sign. It was outside of the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? the House of Blues at Cleveland? It's probably like we were back like 10, 12 years ago. He had a sign. It just said, "Why lie? Need beer." I'm like, "Here you go, buddy. Here's a five. Fuck yeah. <laughs> go get yourself yeah. a couple deuces, man. There you there go. You go. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. Good on you, there, Mike. So Silver I'm bullets. <laughs> we're we're in the concert season. I'm excited to hear from other people going to concerts. Um. I want to go catch a concert with Doug because I've never done that before. So I was really hoping Doug was going to be a clutch man, dude. I wanted to stop my foot right along with you. 
God damn, dude. I was upset at myself for missing them. And when my buddy Matt at work came up, he's like, oh, clutch is Sunday. I'm like, dude, I totally forgot, man. I totally did not even remember. I've seen them a few times too, man, but it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a bit. That, that was sold out. Um, That's probably why I forgot. <laughs> at, least, at least like five days before. I remember seeing it on Facebook that it was. Sold. Oh, okay. oh, it was. It was a sold out show. All right. No, I'm not so mad at the Rapids for their shitty layout. It I'm was, like, I got to go take a piss. I'll be back in 25 minutes because I would imagine so people packed, dude. They, they're very culty clutch, uh, clutch fans. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. the first time I ever saw them was at a place. I think it eventually ended up being called the Ogden Street Music Hall, but it was called Impacts back in the day. And oh, uh, they, yeah. they opened up for Marilyn Manson. Wow. That's freaking yeah. awesome. That's weird. <laughs> I remember hearing about that show. Yeah. When uh, that's where the, the Wendy's is next door to it, basically. And I was there recently. Me and my buddy went to uh, the Sabre, Sabres game. We stopped at that Wendy's. I'm like, yeah, this is the, this is the Wendy's that, Lim- that uh, Fred Durst ate Wendy's at. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have that yeah. up on the sign? Is that, it's like $2 cheeseburgers. Fred Durst once ate a burger here. They should. I, I told them like Manson probably ate one there. Trent, Res- I think Nine Inch Nails played there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Trent Reznor like- probably had a uh, you know a frosty there. <laughs> <laughs> Just dipping his French fries in his uh, frosty. Uh, I'll totally advertise that Trent Reznor had a frosty here. <laughs> <laughs> that nice uh, plaque on the wall. Pretty uh, frosty machine. It's the Nin Frosty. So. We don't have anyone to vote out in the Hall of Fame. And that's okay. We can take a break from that. I mean, honestly, I think you guys are getting the message overall that we kind of think a lot of these bands suck uh, and shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. So that's like the continued trend, but we can take a break. Not necessarily they suck, but why? More why? I let you guys change your mind on Pearl Jam. Uh, no, I'm close. I already no. told you I'm closer <laughs> to putting them in as uh, you can't you can't vote them out. Territory. Untouchable. Yeah, who doesn't like Pearl Jam? Nate, Maybe. Nate's not a huge fan. Uh, I don't think they should. Be, I I don't think I just don't think they should be in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. More than Nirvana. Uh, is this, now, is you, this now you got now you got my wheels or? going here, Nate. Shit. Is Nate going to use his veto on this? We haven't put that into uh, can. That's not canon right now. That's just legends territory. Let us uh, put that in canon, and then we'll discuss that. Uh, today, though, I think what we can accomplish, at least, is we can. Sorry, I'm trying to plug in here. Uh, tablet. Our laptop's dying. Okay, there we go. Today, what we can accomplish? Where did everybody go? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I look up. Two of the cameras are just backgrounds. Oh yeah, Doug was. Cool. Oh, like we had to go get beer. Uh, My dog had to go pee pee. Oh. <laughs> well, today what we can accomplish is covering something that is very challenging. Has already ruffled some feathers, as it were. We're gonna discuss the what some of us consider the best albums of all time and 
seven different categories <laughs> of metal music. That seven different genres. Very challenging. I, Nate, I didn't think it was. I, <laughs> Nate's okay. He's like two thumbs up. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I, I thought we were doing. We were just trying. In, in our opinion, what would best represent said genre, not what we necessarily think is the best. That's what well, I was under the impression as. Well, I mean, wow. it's it, what it, semantics there, Mike. You know what yeah. I mean? That's like stoner rock, no stoner rock. You know what I mean? Like, come down. Keepers. I I thought this was a fun challenge. I thought this. I came up with this literally as we were recording the last episode, and I sprung it on the boys right there and then. And everyone was down. It was super cool. So right away, and Alex, uh, you're coming to the the you're coming to the front of the stage here, and um, <laughs> we're put a spotlight on you. <laughs> Your choice was to. Uh, to find a thrash band. Alex, a lot of us are very confused because what I listen to, whether I like it or not, we'll get into. My friend. Did you listen to the whole like, thing? I listened to the whole thing. That did the not sound like thrash to me. So I mean, it's I more thrash agreed. than static acts. Right. <laughs> Where does static so, come from? Is that in the group chat that I'm in? Those are the group chat. Nope. Well, yeah, it was in the group chat, but they have a similar similarity in sound. Okay. No, what I wanted to do, I didn't. Okay, I didn't want to get thrash. I was kind of hoping for like a redraw or something that was never I coming. I would have traded with you. <laughs> I would have. What did you have? Death metal. I would have taken that in a heartbeat. That's what I'm saying. I threw it out there. I'm like, hey, anyone want to trade? That's cool. I get it. <laughs> well, if you traded with Brian, I think the results would have been the same. <laughs> no he doesn't know i i feel the same way about your pick brian <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm we'll, sorry man. We'll, we'll get into yeah, it yeah yeah talk <laughs> so all that aside i kind of wanted to get something that would touch base on everything they were classified thrash by whatever the hell i googled it and something came up i dug through to find a spot that says thrash. So I could clear that just by title. Yeah. Um, their sounds though, you guys like next static instantly, which for their speed, I don't know why you guys next it. They are a little fast. It's not technically the thrash element in full, but they had the speed, which is pretty much, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can see what you're saying because they definitely did categorize them as thrash in Women's Health magazine. <laughs> so, you know, I could see it. Yeah. Thus confirming he reads that. You sure you didn't get the L and the R Ooh. mixed up when you Googled it? Like, nice. It's thrash, <laughs> not, not trash. So, uh, yeah, I had uh, I had labeled this um, band which we should probably mention before we bash them at all. Um, Ectomorph. They're from Hungary. I looked it up, Alex, because mm-hmm. I kept hearing an accent. I'm like, where's, where are these guys from? So they're from Hungary. Yep. They're makes Hungary. sense. Cause they definitely left me with a hunger to listen to thrash. Oh, <laughs> so the band is Ectomorph. Uh, the album is destroy. And I will say this about the band and the choice. 
they're new enough that categories now, thank God, have been completely destroyed. Genres, categories, what a band is, F that shit. Get it the hell out of here. We don't need it. M- write good music. So I can totally see how a lot of people listen to this music. It's not for me, but they're technically good. There's a few parts I enjoy. I don't hate the guy's voice. And at the same time, you know, I, I obviously to me, I was thinking 80s thrash, early 90s thrash, which these guys are not. <laughs> it, it's it's just that's um I don't want to be st- in the future. I, I'm not I'm trying not to be stuck in any sort of I want to listen to this kind of music, which is why I purposely picked a band that I knew wouldn't necessarily register as a death metal band, which is my genre. But thrash is the first genre that we're discussing right now. So Alex, um I'm gonna let the guys talk about what they thought of the album. And then uh, we'll we'll all talk about what we consider thrash and who we consider thrash, and then um, I think we're good to keep rolling on that format. Kind of kind of got off weird, but I had to get out of the way. <laughs> there was there was serious discussion about this band, which I was trying to wrap in my head. I'm like, how do we approach this? And I'm ready to fall on my own, you know, pick yeah. my own sword, yeah. Doug. Uh, when when it comes to my choice for death metal, so uh, thrash bands. Jerka, what are we talking about when we say thrash? What do also, you hear? I, what's the what's what's the notes of it? What's the the techniques? Things like that, and then like the bands that represent it. And Alex, you said what? I wanted to stay away from being cliche and just going with Slayer. I, I mean, I don't listen to Slayer, so I actually. Don't. <laughs> I, I I actually I, I found I, when uh, when we were thinking about. Uh, what we what I would have picked for Thrash, there's a band that I found that's pretty new. They he just put out a new album that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But I'll get to that. I jumped my place in line. Jerkus turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we lost them. Lost this, this happened before. No, we yeah. don't see you anymore. Way to go, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> they muted his was, mic and everything. I, I was I was just filling the filling the empty space. Uh, Might as well keep going then, until <laughs> we get him back. I'm gone. Oh, oh you're, you're back. back. Hey. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna. I'm where, shit. I, where I'm did like, you go? What the fuck? I'm just like walking in my room right now. So <laughs> I'm just gonna sit on my bed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you sit down. <laughs> All right. What 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 are we at? So. What does thrash mean to you? What What do you expect to hear? What do you like to hear? What you know? Just talk about the genre. Thrash. What I think of is the like that speed metal plus that punk influence. Like you think of like the first thing album I think of is like Metallica's Kill 'Em All, and then just you know the big four, uh, just that that real fast and you know that that those like that punk undertones coming on under with it. So when I listen to this, that I. I'm like, oh, this isn't thrash to me. This sounded more like this reminded me a lot of Soulfly, actually. Oh shit! Yeah, that's I what got I got. Vibes I, early. Yeah, I got I a lot of Soulfly that. vibes, and then uh, so I'm like, all right, this this would be definitely more. I would if I was categorizing, put it under something like new metal. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I, I mean, shit, I don't not like much, but <laughs> um, 
I would say that I the one song that stuck out to me that I liked that I actually think did have some uh, some thrash like vibes to it was that song AEA. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's kind of where I started. I went, I went, I finally got to that song and I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to hear some thrash, but I still wouldn't say there was enough in there to really consider it flat yeah. out thrash. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of an anomaly band, really, an amalgamation of pretty much everything we've touched on already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug? Yeah, I didn't get this pick at all. Um, but man, I, I I don't know what to think about that band. To be honest with you, I mean it's tough because it takes a good few listens to really start to grasp, you know, a band and try to like decipher and compartmentalize in your head where they might fit and stuff. And you know, we had what seven bands to listen to or whatever. But um, as far as like the thrash genre, I didn't think they fit really at all um me growing up the big four like dave said you know to me uh you know that you can add in i don't know if you guys are familiar with nuclear assault those guys um a big band for me uh was uh creator i don't know if any of you guys heard about creator oh yeah i heard of them you know this is what thrash meant to me, you know, thrash slash speed metal, you know, kind of same shit, you know, like the early Metallica, you know, even early um, Megadeth and stuff like that. Like, you know, it was like the first Megadeth record, really, that um, was kind of like that. You know, after that, they got a little bit more riffy. I guess, I don't know. It wasn't so fast, but uh, yeah, um, you know, to each his own, I guess. I mean, I guess, you know, with today's world and everything, I think we need to let each band pick their own pronoun. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, this genre music. I don't know, dude, man, you know, because everybody has their own idea about whoever they are and wherever they fit. And it, it gets confusing sometimes, you know, it's like with the metalcore thing. It was tough for me because who would I pick what I thought was metalcore? I really don't even understand what metalcore is. I mean, I might have a little idea, but I really don't. Yeah. Well, I think that's the the other exercise that's coming out of wanting to bring out these genres that you know when you type in a band yeah fall and fall under and then you know it it's it's good to always be pulling from past experiences and that's why i like that we're kind of covering you know several different decades of music that we've chosen and ourselves we kind of covered different years well i mean alex you're the youngest in the group are you i think you are I would assume so. I'm guessing so. Turn well, he's been drinking Similac, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, we can't hear Charka again. <laughs> oh. oh, I think it's your headphones. Yeah, I don't know. we'll get back to you. Um, 
But either way, you know, I know that Mike hey. and myself, there you are. There he is. <laughs> Mike, my, myself, and Nate were like basically the same. So, but I well, do I was, cover different genres or uh, decades of these genres. I talked about uh, this a little bit with Dougie earlier at work. Um, if you wanted new metal, technically, a band that I introduced him to a while back, he could have used a band called Volumes. Kind of genty, but very metalcore. Yeah. Oh, for metalcore, yeah. And, I, okay. and, I, and they're, they got a lot of prog slash math in them. Uh-huh. Well, what, yeah. Uh, they're they're that, gent. But, I mean, would you say that metalcore would be a combination? Like, I mean, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be technical. It's going to be melodic. Yes. But vocals going to have the growlier vocals, but you're also going to have the person that can sing. Sometimes. In a lot of them, there are. It, it seemed like it, it might be a mix between the two. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. We'll, we'll get in. We'll get into that a little more. Uh, I want to make, make sure um, that we all get any other thoughts. Anyone have any other thoughts on thrash and what this band was? Well, I'm with you guys where I didn't feel like it really fit into the thrash category. Um, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. Um, but I'm really not a big fan of thrash in general, but the, so uh, band, so even if you found a band that you consider thrash, you wouldn't have enjoyed it. Well, the, the one, the one that I found, they're called hell ripper. Well, it's actually, he's called hell ripper. This one dude who does all of the music, guitars, drums, bass, vocals, everything. And it was uh, it was pretty good. I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't listen to it all the time, but uh, definitely the got the fast and ferocious you know sound that uh, I think is supposed to go with thrash. Thrash. When I hear that word tossed out, th- the first thing that stands out to me is the guitar work, and yeah. there's a certain sound. There's the the leads, the progressions. You know, goddamn. I mean, the the solos are kind of stuck in even like a certain scale a lot of times. You know, m- most of Metallica's solos that Kirk Hammett is writing are they all fall the same scale. It's just variations of it, like eighty percent of it. Um, the same goes for Slayer. You know what I mean? Like the, their sound. You know, even them, they're as progressive as they were and aggressive of trying to introduce like an even more. Uh, kind of just like scare the shit out of people metal you know Slayer brought that and I thought that was like the leading edge of death metal in a lot of ways but yeah, also yeah. like the tail end like they're they're bringing thrash with them while they're like smashing down the wall to get to be like a great death metal so thrash is very unique in that way you know there's certain bands that you, you don't move them at all like Metallica thrash Megadeth thrash you know but then you start getting in the bands like anthrax and i don't know i mean i don't listen to anthrax and hear anything really that close to metallica other than they were putting out albums at the same time like that's the only thing i ever get out of that no but 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 their earlier albums were definitely towards that uh style yeah you know i mean when when you know uh mega or Anthrax came out, their first big uh, record 
was the um the oh my god was the one with that indians and all that stuff on there that was their big breakout album is it among the living among the living you go that's what i that that was my pick for thrash yeah fistful (laughs) of metal before that and armed and dangerous i think it's armed and dangerous they were way faster way more thrash they were way more thrash i you know to be honest with you i think i think you know and i could be wrong you know thrash is a style of music that kind of just might be just done and over with you know what i mean there's not too many bands playing that style of music anymore trivia could be wrong but man i'll tell you the only band that i would continue to leave on that side no they came up in you know the early mid two thousands, but you know the dude basically could win like a Kirk Hammett lookalike contest. If it was just based off playing guitar. You know the guy modeled a lot of what how he wants to sound based off Metallica's early albums. That's the only current one that I know like continues to put out new albums that I would say is still they're more thrash. Yeah, he screams a little bit, but. I mean, if Metallica had ended up playing 10 years later, wouldn't they be screaming a little bit too? Who knows? I, so, I think you can throw Shadows Fall in there too. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You know, on Earth, a lot of their riffs too, as much as I know their metalcore, a lot of their riffs are so based in, you know, listen to the, like an album like Kill em All or Master of Puppets. Like you, you totally hear the influences. Um, and that's the point of all this. That that's why I wanted to do this because, you know, we all end. We'll talk about a genre like thrash in this case, Alex. Um, <laughs> and we all basically just go, yeah, but you know, we like listening to thrash in the eighties, but then eventually it brought in other stuff and it became something new, and we like listening to that too. So, uh, Exodus's new record is fantastic, and and yes, right too. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we haven't touched on it, but obviously. Metallica wasn't listening to anyone in the States to get their influence. They were listening to stuff coming out of England. Yeah, like of you want to find thrash and where it started, you got to go across the pond. That that's where thrash started. It didn't start here in America. Uh, all their influences, everything they wanted to sound like that, that was coming from overseas. So that's going to be a continued trend. So I like that commonality, Alex, that you, you picked a band from, you know, over in Europe, where where the genre kind of started, cool stuff. I'm always down to listen to something new. I will not be re- revisiting, but that's not the point of all this, <laughs> right? Um, Doug, I want to make sure you get yours in, so either I can go and you can rip on my band, or you can go and I can tell you how much I love your band. Well, I am extremely, extremely pressed for time right now. I hate to say, but I'll go. So my thing was math metal. And my band was Meshuga, and the record was Catch 33. And it was a bit of, um, it was a tough choice because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, it was, they're the ultimate math, math metal, prog metal, whatever you want to call them. Band. Math metal. So it's like, <laughs> which record do I want to choose? Which was the hard part. So I decided to just go and go, okay, what was the first one that really just like opened my eyes? And it was Catch 33. That record, it starts out, 
it's like you don't even know they're really changing tunes. It's like one song leads into another. Um, but they have variate, like they start with a riff and then they do a little variation on it and another little variation on it. And it just kind of just goes. It's all, I can't even explain it. it. I don't know. It's just a very, very, very cool record. It's, and then towards the middle, they get a little strange with this whole, I don't even know what the song's called, where my man's like speaking like in this weird robot voice and it's all like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird, you know? And then the next song is just like right back into it. <laughs> And the thing that I really like about Meshuggah that gets me is that I saw the I saw an interview with one of the guitar players. I can't remember who it was. And he explained there's really no the way they write is really no time signature. Okay. It's more of a tempo. So it's not gonna be one, two, three, four. One, two, three, you know, where you can feel the one where the riff starts, where the riff ends, where the riff starts, where the riff ends. It's more of a tempo. So you're just going boom, 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 like a click track. So they're just going to write this riff to this click track. So it's just going to end where it ends. It's not on four or three or whatever. It's just, that's just how long the riff is. I don't know if I'm making myself clear or not, but it's really not based on a time signature, which I'm sure somebody who knows music could probably put it to a time signature and there would probably be 13 different ones in a, a song, you know, but it's just more of a pattern than it is um, anything that, we can catch on to. And the cool thing was, is like the, it wasn't too long ago. I watched one of those reaction videos that they have. And it was like a couple of guys. And um, what was the song they were listening to? It escapes me, but they were listening to this sugar song. And um, he's sitting there and I see him. He's going like this. You know, he's not in his head. You know, he's trying to find that beat, you know, and I'm going, you're not going to find it. <laughs> Best of luck, bud. <laughs> not going to be there. I'm like, dude, there's no reason. You are not going to find that beat where you can groove to. There is a groove, but it's not going to be anything that you're going to be able to just, you know what I mean? You're going to have to listen to the song 10 times to figure out, okay, where this riff starts and ends and the feel of it. You know what I mean? So it's, that it's jazz metal. I, I mean, I, I guess it could be, I mean, jazz is a little busy, but well, they're, they're busy. you know, they're you, you take out, you take out the exact kind of tone you're looking for in jazz music. But the, the idea behind jazz is each individual playing along to the same song, but they're each playing their own song. A lot of times, yeah. like that's like what it is, is like that bass. He's doing his own thing. And he's playing along with those drums, but he's kind of doing his own thing. He might be in his own time signature. And then the guitarist, because he's so everyone in this band is so freaking smart. He, cool. You know, he, he's playing in his own, you know, you know, riff too. And then he's lining it up and he just knows 
you know, where they're all <laughs> so unique in that way. It's just, it, it feels like there's so much trust based in talent that they kind of just keep going for it. And that's why they are where they are right now. Yeah. And, and they're, I said, they're up here in, in my echelon of bands, like they're, they're tier one as yeah. far as I'm concerned of metal bands. Yeah. They're like Metallica for thrash, Meshuga for prog and math metal, the tier one. That drummer. <laughs> oh my gosh, that drummer is insane, man. That drummer is insane. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. That type of music is, is just always, I just like it because it just pushes that limit. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, that bass player, Mashuga has a sound unlike anybody. Yeah. And I can't place it, but I think it's the bass player that has that. I don't want to call it a twang. I get you. But when they're going, boom, bang, boom, bang, boom, bang, you hear that, bang, bang, like this weird, like snappy twang. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my lord, that it just sets them apart so much. It's not even funny. You know, they all play eight-string guitars, and you well, know. that that leads us to another genre, which we won't move on to just yet. But Mashuga is the leading edge of gent. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know what I mean, so absolutely, we didn't cover gent in this. We left it out for this episode which i'm great I, I don't know if we can even call it a genre i think it's just a playing style it's yeah a, i mean periphery just released sound. an album called gents is not a genre <laughs> it's at it least really? a, a specific kind of sound so maybe yeah. we will try and tackle it some other day is there anyone in here who's never listened to sugar before until this review this is my first time listening to him all right nate i want you to go next um I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think as much as all of you guys. I thought a lot of it was uh, too repetitive for me. <clears throat> like, yeah, can't help it. Uh, <clears throat> so a lot of it was like the same riff, you know, going over and over. Like, and like you said, Doug, different variations of that same riff, but it just got a little too repetitive for me for i'll tell you I, I will say one thing nate dude that's this record yeah it's it, literally specific to this record and and that's one of the things that kind of was like oh, do i want to pick this one but i figured i picked the one that was dude you listen to all the other records and stuff you, you they're every single tune is just its own entity yeah it's and i i I definitely, I definitely fully intend on checking out more of their stuff too. You're going to love them. Definitely do what I like to do with Amazon whenever I, uh, because that's what I use. Whenever I get a new band that you guys suggest or whatever, I, I just go to their top songs. Unless you steer me towards an album or a song or whatever, I'll start there. But if you steer me just to that band, I literally just go like, all right, well, what's their top songs? And I'll start listening to like the first 10. So yeah, definitely check out Meshuggah's just, what people say is their top songs. And I like the idea that you don't hit the bleeding because Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are one of those bands that writes a lot of albums where it constantly just bleeds into the next one. 
kind of yes yes it's not always it's not every <laughs> strong track to track it's not like you listen from point right. a to b but same time track yeah, 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 one yeah. could lead into track two they, they, or stick, track they stick to their guns they are who they are so yeah. it's like yeah i get that and, and and the funny thing that you say that is they bleed into one to another if any of you guys have not heard this song yet Listen to the song by Meshuggah called Bleed. It is yep. the most unbelievable drum performance, our tightness you have will ever hear in your life. It is incredible, this song. I don't even know how they could even play it. It's it's just mind-blowing. That song is un, un, unreal. It's unlike any, any song I ever heard in my life. Really, so. But you know, some some. I mean, math metal can bleed into death metal a little bit too. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes you know, and you know, to me, it's like you know, <clears throat> if you want to pick a song, I mean, Cannibal Corpse has got a song you can go on YouTube. It's called Frantic Disembowelment, mm-hmm. and they have. A, a video where it is just the drummer, the guitar player, and the bass player just playing the music. There's no vocals on it at all. It's all they're they're just in the studio playing it. It is one of the most incredible things you will ever see. And it really gives you it's like if somebody doesn't understand death metal or any kind of heavy music at all, in the ability that any one of these musicians in any of these genres that we're talking about right now, they don't understand the musicianship. You watch that video and you'll be like, oh, okay. These guys, every single one of these guys sat in their bedroom, sacrificed half their life to practice and be the best drummer, guitar player, and bass player they could possibly be you know what i mean it's just it's incredible i mean and they're icelandic right? is that where they're from iceland um like sweden yeah they're like swedish dude there's a video i can't remember the name and they used to make their own videos and stuff like that on uh and and put them on youtube that like home videos i was telling alex about this so there's a video they made and they used to make them on their tour bus a lot this this video they made, they're all just playing air guitar and air drums, and they're sitting in the back of the tour bus, and the dude's wearing a New York Rangers jersey, and the other dude's wearing a Buffalo Sabres jersey. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I was like, nice. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're from Sweden. I just looked. Yeah, Doug, uh, you you were saying how a lot of like math metal, like it, it seems like it can uh, go through different genres, and I've always felt that like math metal type stuff is more of like a technique and a, a way of playing more than a specific sound. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's there's all like so if if I would have gotten this like when we made this list, like <laughs> this is what I was hoping for, but I would have picked between the buried and me, and wouldn't have been the album that i picked but their most recent one that they put out colors Two. uh the uh i think it was the singer uh, he described it as 
heavy yacht rock. <laughs> so, I mean, like it's, and it's, I mean, that on its own just, just describes the indescribable, right? Yeah. And that's what yacht rock is, just something that doesn't fit into a genre. But it, uh, you know, it's got the heaviness and just the technical ability of, like, any of these musicians is just incredible. Sure. I don't know about I, you. I wish. Like a McDonald's, my favorite yacht rock musician. I wish, like, hell, I would have got this genre because I would have plugged in my dudes in inertia. And they embody it just like Meshuggah does. Yeah, they embody all that style. Prog, metal, math, tech, death metal. Uh, band that definitely I would have tried to be different. Like between the bury me is probably my favorite as far as most technically gifted, most literally they're some of the most talented musicians I've ever mm-hmm. seen or listened to. But Vale Maya would have popped out to me. Now they yeah. get a little genty, but for being a three piece, they don't sound like it. So, so I I think that you know th- this genre that Doug was assigned was the one that really, it kind of introduced us into, you know, guys that understand music a little better at a higher level, guys that understand, you know, how you can implement different genres, but still kind of pull out something that is technically one of the most challenging. Like, Like, I think math metal musicians are, you know, replicating their music is a lot harder than, all right, between the buried me cover Metallica. Okay, this is boring as shit, but here we go. You know, <laughs> it, they're technically gifted in a way that that's why I called it like jazz. Is they know a lot more. A lot of them have studied music beyond just playing guitar or drums or whatever. And you know, they, their understanding of the way scales work together, the way that time signatures work together. You know, all those things is the reason that. You know they're they're able to pull off what they do, but yeah. sugar's maybe a little more basic, I would say, than other math metal or prog metal bands. They're a little more, I don't know, closer to death metal. Yeah, you you bring up the uh, you mentioned how you think it's you thought it sounds kind of jazzy. Yeah, Tosin Abasi, uh, Abasi, yeah, he like the, their stuff is largely based in jazz. Like there's there's like a lot of jazz influence in their stuff, yeah. And it's oh, he's he's so good. When I I used to throw that one album I had from this. I know he's a, he's so single guy. Um, they recorded all the parts, but Sleep Terror. I mean, I I don't know how else to describe. There's no vocals, and it's just the dude just riffing all over the place and changing time signatures and starting stopping and songs blending <clears> together, <throat> and it's just like. Dude, these these people are insane, you know. Mike, did you have anyone that stood out to you that you'd want to be mentioned here in this genre? Um, I would have went a completely different direction than any one of you are talking about when it comes to like prog metal, and I would have picked Protest the Hero. No, it's the same. It's the same. It's not the same. It, it is the completely same. different than everything. I can hear I can hear those drums and those guitars working in a way to break up and it their their timing and, and the way they accent certain notes and the yeah, yeah. The, the on and off, you know, notes. You know what I mean? They 
No, it's. I guess what I'm saying is I, not not as heavy as everybody else is discussing. No, but in the same genre, I would absolutely say protesting. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely, but the, yeah. But that, I, that's who rock. that's who I that's who I think of when I hear progressive rocker. Dude, there's I, I, or math, math progressive metal. I never really hear like math metal and anything. I just hear like, oh, that band's mathy. And mm-hmm. I get what that person's saying. I never really think of math metal as a, a genre. Oh, versus, yeah. Always versus like nerds. versus like math rock. Like math rock is certainly its own like weird nerdy genre. Genesis. But Genesis has always been associated as a progressive rock band. You know, yeah. They're they're these metal bands we're talking about the protest of the heroes the same way, which is they push the categories in a way, the genres in a way that you really don't label them as anything, but it's mm. the way they choose to manipulate time signatures, the way they all kind of jam together. Nate's going to hate this, but when I listen to prog metal, math metal bands, I hear direct similarities to jam bands. Like I'm like, they could riff all day. They, they could be in the studio, not laying down any real tracks and just jamming the shit out of these tunes. And just, it would sound different every time they do it. They would just be riffing, and playing off of each other, and that's what I think. Like between the bury me, protest the hero, hell, even I wrestled a bear once. Has got influences of this, where you can totally hear how these guys could play the same song five different times and have five different sounds. What was that mm-hmm. tour that had, that went on? Like probably I want to say about five years ago. It was like guitarist only. It was like Gods of Guitar Generation X. Generation, Generation X. It was like Taz and Abazi, Zach Wild. I want to say. um Yingwei Malmstein. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve Vai. Steve Vai. Nu, uh, Nuno Betancourt. Is was, that how you say his was name? Was Satriani there too? Nope. Nope. No. But nope. like, it was, it was, that that, that been was a, an awesome concert. That you went to that? That oh, had yeah. to be awesome. I wanted to go to that. But Zach Wild was playing his guitar behind his head, walking around the crowd, like down on the floor at our favorite venue, Rapids. <laughs> Rapids Theater. Niagara Falls, New York. But uh, but yeah, that was awesome. That's the only time I got to see Abasi play, and I was just in awe. <laughs> What's crazy about like I mean, you get into I mean, you got the, the the progressive metal, math metal, and you still you get over into gent, like like animals as leaders. You know, Taz Abasi, it's him, a guitarist and a drummer. They have no bass player. A lot of these bands, ah, ha ha ha, what the bass player? But a lot of these like gent bands and the heavier progressive, if you will. Um, since, you know, gents is not a genre, but, um, <laughs> they really don't need bass players because they well, play such like, eight string guitars, nine string guitars yeah. and drop down so low. Exactly. And it down still, s- still sounds so badass. Um, Are we talking about basses again? I don't, I don't really want well, we just, there's a brief, the, uh, August Burns red, uh, concert, the guitarist and bass player switched instruments. Oh, that so was a bassist, good catch by so, you. So, so the bassist is actually just a guitarist who's who's slumming it for a little while. <laughs> Very true. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> the bass players are just fucking. They they want to be guitar players, but their fingers are too fat. Or they're just really, really good. At it. They're really good at it. I yeah. wanted to play guitar when I was a kid, but I have little hot dog fingers. <laughs> I really hate that Doug had to bow out early, um, because. We did, we didn't get to him trashing my genre, um. Which I hope you guys aren't gonna trash my genre. Yeah. We'll see. You know I'm not gonna. 
I know you're not. So I'm going to go next just because I'm curious to hear what people think. Because I thought between Nate and myself, we were able to come up with a band that you guys had not listened to. So I was two seconds away from typing into the group chat and sending it. Uh, my choice was originally going to be Suicide Silence. I would have been on board. And then I was like, these guys have already listened to these guys. Yeah, they're obviously death metal now. Whatever new death metal you want to call it. Deathcore. I guess. Then I started thinking, well, okay. But I want to be a little jazzier. I want to I have someone with a little more technique. I want a band that likes a little melody. So I started thinking about who exactly represented that. And I had already picked out their album just to listen to because I was like, man, I haven't listened to this album forever. And if Doug knew this, maybe he would change his tune. But the band was wretched. The album is Exodus of Autonomy, which is such a weird title. I don't really even know what it means. The Exodus of Autonomy. uh, The Autobots are leaving. I don't know. I don't know either, but their video, which was from their like big hit off that album. Remember this fact, Nate, they preservation of immortality. They hold the record for that video for having the most blood on screen time or amount of blood, something like that. The, 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 the the most blood used in a video. Yeah. yeah, I wonder Ever. how that. I wonder how that would rival Suicide Silence. You only live once. Because there is a ton of fucking blood in that. Hello. This entire yep. video is them get, get them getting just poured in blood, like blood poured on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poured on them. Oh, okay. So, so every time well, the, the drummer, like the second the half top, of that Electric Callboy video, blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hurricane. Well, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Very very quickly. The you only you only live once video by Suicide Silence. They're downrange at a gun range, and they're just letting anybody shoot at them. Oh, pretty dope. Yeah, you would lead <laughs> a lot from that, I would imagine. <laughs> um, now this one's I don't know. Like the dude's like at one point like ripping out like some kind of weird weird intestine out of his mouth. It was freaking crazy. Uh, Nate came across this band because Nate happens to be related to the drummer Marshall, um, like a third or fourth cousin, right? Something like that, yeah. Met him. My mom's cousin's son, or something like that. And you met him at a funeral or a wake or whatever, right? Yeah, they were actually shooting a music video. (laughs) So, like, his mom talked to like Marshall's mom and said, "Hey." My son, Nate, he's in a band or Marshall or vice versa, right? And Nate right away like starts like talking to him and he's like, so what do you sound like? And the dude name drops. He goes, ah, Black Dahlia Murder. And if you listen to this dude play drums and you wanted to swap him out from the drummer from Black Dahlia Murder, first off, Marshall's better. Second off, he would, he would crush it. it. It wouldn't sound any different. It would be the exact same thing. So, this is what I compared this when I listened to this album. I thought, oh, this sounds just like Black. This reminds me a lot of Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. Between the vocals and the drums, I think you get a lot of that. But as far as like melody wise, these guys told the line 
between allowing the strumming of the guitars be another rhythm instrument and leading to more traditional death metal. And then also they get so melodic. They get so instrumental and and the way they want to lead you and build their own melodies in the guitar that they abandon death metal plenty. There's plenty of times where a segment of a song or even a whole song, I'm like, that's not really death metal. You know, I know what death metal is. Death metal's blast beats, death metal's super fast strumming and gutter rolls. There's no melody in vocals in death metal. None. You're not allowed to carry any any melody in your voice. You're not allowed to, you know, fluctuate that much. It's so much deep growls. It's so much of the content of the lyrics, which I don't give a shit about. You guys already know this. I don't care about lyrical content. So death metal to me has never been a thing I care about because it's like all they ever want to sing about is something absurd and dumb and kind of corny, in my opinion, when you go over the top. Of I gotta sing about dead babies right now. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'm not here for you, brah. Like, I will tell every singer that I see in a metal band, I'm not here to see you. That dude to the right and the left of you that's shredding a guitar, that guy fucking drumming his fucking shit off like the dude in August Burns Red. I, that's who I'm there to see. When I go see August Burns Red, not death metal, but when I go and see them, I'm not there to hear vocals. I'm here to hear the drums. So when I go and see these death metal bands I listen to, like Wretched, I'm there for the drums. First off, drums got to be on point. This dude can fucking shred. Um, and then and then it's all, I don't know, mostly what Wretched, I think, brings to the death metal scene is they keep that dark undertone sound. They They always have enough of that deeper register sound. That they sound, I don't know, scary. That's as lame as you want to put death metal times. It's supposed to sound scary, right? That's why it's called death metal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alex, your thoughts? We'll leave Mike for last. Well, I've heard probably 50 bands that sound the same. Yeah. So I hear them. Or I hear Wretched, I hear any one of them probably. So I kind of went on autopilot listening to this, if that makes sense. Um, I didn't hate it. Wasn't huge on it. Um, that's pretty much it. Clean cut. Yeah. Uh, Jerka, you, you, you got Black Dahlia murder out of it. Do you like Black Dahlia murder? I do. Yeah. Um, especially more of the earlier stuff uh, for Black Volume Murder. Um, so I did, it was, yeah, I did, it was all right. Um, you know, when I think of Black Volume Murder, I think of death metal, but they also, st they still have, they have black metal influences in them too. So that's kind of what, I, I don't think they're, they don't have as many in, in, in Wretched as the black metal influences as Black Volume Murder does. Um, so I felt like, it was kind of leaning towards like, I remember we were talking about doing this being like death metal slash black metal genre. And I sort of, so I felt like it was kind of leaning towards like a little, like kind of like what we were talking about before or fitting in the genre. Cause because it sounded like black Dahlia murder. Um, but I mean, this is, it wasn't bad. I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go back and listen to it, but um, I didn't really, I didn't go, Oh, this sucks or anything like that. 
Um, so that's where that's where I kind of stand with that. Like, um, I mean, it kind of kind of goes along with what I my pick for, for what death metal was because I wanted to pick something that kind of crossed death metal and black metal. Yeah. And um, I went with Behemoth because I mean they're they're usually said they're kind of uh, lumped in with black metal because of their lyrical contact and stuff of it. But if you listen to it, I don't. I think I always felt they felt more. He's just Nurgle's uh, lyrically and or his vocals is more in the black metal type of thing than you do with and the like you the usual stereotypical black metal band. And they're still you know heavy as shit and you know. No, black metal comes a lot from the imagery too, and they have that nailed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean that's that's the easiest part I think to accomplish with if a person's a fan of death metal, you use that certain font and hmm. immediately everyone's already drawn to it like, oh, it looks like a death metal band. Um mm-hmm. you said Behemoth, uh fun fact, because I like to do this. Uh the son of Sam, serial killer referred to himself in the first letter sent to the cops as the chubby behemoth. And I thought that should have been his serial killer name, not son of Sam. Imagine if we always referred to that guy as the chubby behemoth. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't view it as a threat. Like it sounds no. playful. And his name is even lamer, David Berkowitz. Uh Nate, this was you introduced this band to me. No one likes our band name. Well, it seems like Jarka enjoyed them. I don't give a fuck. Hater <laughs> <laughs> <Peter> Nate. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love them. I they're they're uh constantly in my rotation. I listen to them pretty often still. The song that no. always did it for me. Um the exit of, of autonomy, the instrumental. It, that and you already name dropped it the preservation of immortality the drummer Marshall his mm-hmm. work on the kick drum is insane if you guys know what it takes to keep up a kick drum at the level that most of these guys play all of them are pretty talented right but mm-hmm. what Marshall likes to do is he actually likes to break up his notes when he's playing double bass and he slows it down half mid going through the double bass parts of whatever he's doing. So when he's building it in, it's double of and then within that same bridge for the guitar work, he's now taking out half that note, but keeping the same timing down. So then instead of it's, and every other one is like off and he's purposely picking out notes which i always like that's what i'm drawn to it's drummers and guitarists gives a shit about basses gives a shit about singers yeah that's right mike and (laughs) i i I think i think he always stood out to me and i was like i was hoping somebody would like man that drummer is really talented but um he blended uh... in so clearly he understands like well, he's good. Yeah, definitely. When the the second time that I talked talked to Marshall after I after I'd listened to him, the first thing that he asked me about was the instrumental track. 
how, what, what I thought about that. So he was, I think that was his, uh, his point of joy. It's phenomenal. Was, oh yeah, absolutely. I hope, I hope all of you enjoyed that one. Um, yeah. The small break right before the end of the album, Mike, your closing thoughts on this band. Well, like Alex said, I've heard 50 other bands that sound like it. Death, death metal's not my thing, so we'll leave it at that. But uh, I do want to say that, are they even death metal? I could clearly read their name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, theirs is a little easier to read. I, I was like, well, that's, that's, but, but I, I that's think, like I, Times Roman of death metal fucking font. I think I think they were around, though, before the, uh, the explosion of the fucking uh, tree root font. Yeah, the split, the split headrest, <laughs> yeah. split couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Death metal just not my thing. Not your thing. No. Doug had I, said I, in the group chat, he goes, "There's like four death metal bands." I'm like, "Oh, Doug." And that's wish I wish I, he was on here for this, just because it's like, obviously, no, there's not. And I'll acknowledge right off the bat that any band that I listen to that I call death metal. They're nothing really like Cannibal Corpse. They're nothing really like Napalm Death. They're nothing really like Morbid Angel. I almost picked them. Um, death Metal to me, it their their roots are more well represented in all the bands that we listen to now. The new bands that we like to listen to now, or bands like August Burns Red that's been out for twenty years, and I still call them new those bands hold and carry that torch better now for that genre than probably thrash or maybe even at times, you know, death metal, definitely Jarka's, you know, selection, which he had to cover the classic rock metal, um, (laughs) not well represented at all in what, what we all choose to listen to at least, between Nate, Alex, and myself, you know, we, we choose to listen to stuff that is, was way more in common with death metal than just about any other genre. Mm-hmm. I think we should probably move to Nate's choice because I like the idea that Nate's choice can kind of touch on Matt's choice, which will then lead us back to Jarka's choice. And then, well, let's see. Let's figure this out better. We'll go Nate, then we'll go Matt, then we'll go Mike, and we'll close it out with you, Jerk. So what'd you Well, I got Metalcore. And we already did an album review of what I would have picked as like the Metalcore album with Kill Switch Engage. So not going to, you know, dip back into that again. So I decided to just have fun with it. I almost was going to pick Electric Callboy just to make you guys listen to that. Oh, uh, I would have been in like sin. Uh, I've, cha- I've, I've, got, I've changed my tune on them. I knew you I would. I knew you would. It's so They're stupid. Infectious. It's so <laughs> I don't know them at all. They've become, they've become they the unofficial them. fucking band of my buddy's uh, divorce. they're just just a fun band to listen to i don't i i I like them with the new singer i don't i don't like the old stuff as much but you that was telling me they used to be called eskimo cowboy yep yeah they changed their name because they they heard that the term eskimo could be offensive to some people yeah 
Eskimo yeah. brothers. So no. anyways, Ew. so I decided to have fun with it. And uh, I figured I picked August Burns Red because me and Finchie saw him last week. So that's timely. That's that works out pretty perfect. This episode is actually brought to you by August Burns Red. Hash, no, they better be in the hashtag for this. <laughs> um, and they ju- the the album that that I chose, which I don't even remember what it's called. My phone's on the other side of the room. That's uh, below. Yeah, that's it. Um, that that album j- just came out like just a couple weeks ago, so it was just it was timely. They're probably not the best representation of metalcore. But meh. they're not the first band that pops into mind. Oh, definitely not. I I had I had a I had a long list of bands to try and pick from. I, I considered a Treyu. I considered Avenged Sevenfold. There, there, there's there's a ton. And then I started sending you bands. Yeah, that's the last the last thing I needed was more options. <laughs> it's like I can't decide what to pick. I'm like, have you thought about As I Lay Dying? What about all that remains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I didn't pick my choices. <laughs> I picked yours. You did. You did. It was a good I choice. I would have picked it anyways. <laughs> um but yeah, and and I, I feel like one of the reasons that I didn't go with like a Treyu or Avenge Sevenfold is I feel like once they started to get popular, they changed who they were. Like they, they sold out like both of them did like hard. August Burns red has always stayed true to who they are for 20 years. Well, didn't Avenge sevenfold have to change their style because of the vocal cords. Yeah. That's, the, sure that's, the, the, that's the excuse cords. I would use too. That's what oh. right? that's a, but, excuse I mean, part. if, if it's what the facts are, then you can't say selling out. But even 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 their their music, their, their their the sound of their music changed. Like they they tried to go mainstream. They went more mainstream. I'll stick up with for Nate and agree with him, just based on go from the first album to the second album. That's all you need. Have, oh, absolutely. You guys, yeah. Have you the heard? Voice the, wasn't gone then. <laughs> what was it? Seventh Seventh Symphony or something like that? Or seven sounding of, sounding of the Seventh Trumpet. That's a great yeah, album. something like that. Yeah, that's that. That's, that was that's their first one. That to the second album's night and day, and then it's waking the fallen, right? Yeah, and then whatever it was with Bat Country, I was incredibly disappointed when that came out. Yeah, it's still. T- I've I've pretty much enjoyed everything they've put out, except that uh that last album. It's like Metallica's eh, Black it. Album Part Two. Now, see, they're they're kind of thrash. I, yeah, I would think they're like when I, I got introduced in was bad country and stuff, and it took me a while to grow, like kind of for them to grow on me a little bit. A seven X, and like the, some of the stuff sounded like 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 I felt like a like Iron Maiden solos and Metallica sure. solos. Yeah, they're talented. There's they no are fantastic live. Holy shit! I mm. saw I saw them for the Waking the Fallen, um, the right before Bad Country dropped. I think they had one or two singles of a Bad Country. I saw them right after they put Nightmare out, and to start off the the whole night, they have a body drop from the ceiling and just hang there. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> their theatrics, their stage presence is amazing. So, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 
So it it wasn't event sevenfold. It wasn't a trade. <laughs> you selected August Burns Red, and I'm not going to argue too much with it because I think when you listen to the guitars and isolate the vocals, and you just listen to that, you can hear enough of the blending between you know the influence of thrash or death metal mixed in with some hardcore. You know, you definitely hear all those influences coming together. And Mm -hmm. while they don't sing, which I think is what you were kind of leading to when you said you would have taken like Kill Switch, um, Metalcore's got to have a little bit of vocal to it, which I think it's more, I, I think more than the vocals, it's more about melody in the song where vocal is, can be a big part of it. But Parkway Drive, they're metalcore. There's no, they don't have singing in, in, in their stuff either. Like there, there's a lot of bands that I would consider that would fall under under metalcore that don't have uh, singing. Parkway Parkway Drive used to have a very heavy, like thrashy sound too. They the first, they blended the first, like two albums. Yeah, they they were probably the first like hybrid. This is so stupid. <laughs> this is why I did this. It's so- <laughs> They were the first band I listened to where I really did struggle to like know where to put them because like you'd name drop Deathcore earlier, Mike, and I was like, oh yeah, fuck, oh shit, is that what Parkway was? Was Parkway Deathcore the entire time? I don't know. Yes, I would have put them in Deathcore. Deathcore? Put them in. <laughs> There's the whatever genres. All right, everybody listening, genres are stupid. <laughs> they're so stupid and i hate like the whole like thing but dude you listen to deathcore <laughs> that's pussy music shut up like, <laughs> like shut up. fuck it it's music you like man it is uh whatever the yeah. all-encompassing word of metal that's it that's yeah just, dude i listen to heavy music okay your grandma would probably hate it i don't know what to tell you <laughs> that's awesome my grandma would totally hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but Nate, I will say this about August Burns Red, and I've always said this about August Burns Red since I found out about like it was it uh what the hell's the album you guys just went and saw at their anniversary? They played everything. Yeah, but wasn't it an anniversary tour, twentieth anniversary of the Thrill Seeks? What, what was Thrill's, their first album? I'll look it up. There was the self title with a different singer. Right? They have a different singer besides Jake. I've only seen him. And then there's there was Thrill Seeker, which I like discovered. Um, what was it called? LimeWire, Pirate Bay. When you would download something at Pirate Bay, and then it would list bands that are similar to something you just downloaded. Mm-hmm. That's how I found out about August Burns Red. But like ever since, like I always. There's songs, and I'm not talking about lyrics, the lyrical content or anything, although they are very pot. Jake's very positive with his lyrics, but their songs themselves are always like going up. Do you know what I mean? Like they're always like, it's just uplifting sounding. Well, I mean, For it being like ridiculously heavy music, it's always. Yeah. They're considered a, Christ, a Christian metal band. That has nothing to do with anything. Norma Jean was a Christian metal band. You're going to tell me that shit was fucking positive sounding? It wasn't. <laughs> Nah, true. <laughs> that was some of the grittiest, rawest, like nastiest shit ever. The first, like, the first two albums, first album with Josh Gogan. Mm-hmm. 
the the first album I was exposed to was Messengers. Um, that might be it then. Yeah, and so then one, uh, <clears throat> Thrill Seeker was after that. I think it was Messengers then. My first encounter was Leveler. Okay. Yes. Where's so is that like 2011 or something like that? Uh, 2013. 2013. 2013. Leveler from was 2011. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Amish country. Lancaster. 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 You talk Not to the Amish, they will tell you, sir, it is Lancaster. Not to be confused with Lancaster. Right. Lancaster. With our... With our with our A's here okay. in Buffalo, Pennsylvania. An annunciation. Uh, any uh, Jarka, had you ever listened to these guys before? I'm I'm venturing maybe no. Oh, this burns red. Yeah. Um, I I got him. I didn't really start listening to him really till we till we started this podcast. To be honest. Awesome. Um, uh, I kind of I actually the Christmas album I listened to every oh, year. Yeah. As a name, it's it's uh, the a very metal Xmas, August burns red, Bad Religions Christmas album. So that's what I put on when we put out the Christmas tree now. Awesome, <laughs> proud of you. Oh, also about August burns red. Since you guys just went and saw them last week, I know Brian, you don't pay attention to the vocals or the bass, but Jake has probably one of the coolest most heaviest like badass rock and roll fucking stage presences like stances ever he's got some killer dance moves too yeah dude he's fucking wild to watch <laughs> he, he was probably his most on point for that one i had seen him at the armory with you yeah but we were in the back because that's where, like, where it sounded the best where it sounded the least crappy you meant yep i know yeah uh, <laughs> and then when God, we that saw place him, sucks we saw him. Nate, I just could have sworn you were with me, but you said no. This is you know, this is the only this is the first time I ever saw him. I saw him at Infinity with Val Val, Vale Amaya and Chelsea Grin. And they were fucking awesome that night too. I saw maybe you don't know what I'm thinking of. I saw them on a their twentieth anniversary tour of uh we just said it, Leveler. Yeah. The two thousand seven <laughs> album. This is their 20th anniversary overall. They said, "Yeah, as as a band. Then maybe it was the 15th anniversary. I don't remember, but it was at the it was at the ballroom. It was them, okay. 68, and protest the hero. But Ooh. we had gone we had gone over to Big Ditch for a couple of beers beforehand. It was myself, my girlfriend, and her friend, and we we're up on the patio having beers. And I look over, and there's fucking half of August Burns Red sitting down at a table, and then." Caitlin happens to look at me and she's like, why are you standing there like that? I'm like, August Burns Red is right there. <laughs> and she's like, so go say what's up. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like totally like fangirled and scared. I'm like, no. They're just trying to have a good hearty meal because they got a lot of calories to burn off tonight. Like, <laughs> I, I saw Despise Icon and Black Dahlia Murder at Mohawk. It was a fucking awesome show. But in between bands, we were outside having a smoke in the in the back parking lot, and on our way back, dude from Despise Icons just sitting out there next to the the van with his his practice little pad on top of his snare drum, just fucking playing. I'm like, I want to talk to him, but <laughs> I want to go up and tell him you're one of the most amazing musicians ever. Period. Burn on. Um, 
Thank you for existing. <laughs> but it, we, we should have an episode where we discuss like uh, musicians that we've met. If we all have met musicians, that, mine would be, be real cool. Quick. And how we uh, how we how we fangirl or. Greg Graffin is my only one, and I think I told that story already. <laughs> I believe you sent me the picture right after you got it. I gushed over it. You were like, ha ha. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that, was, meet, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> meeting Mushroom Head was pretty cool. I met him. I met him too. Right on. There's so, so many well, bands I've met because of. Um, we're, we're blowing our idea for that episode already. Yeah, we are. Just gotta save it. Bottle it. Bottle it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> bottle. Um, great choice by Nate, in my opinion. I, I do think they represent enough of the little check marks that you know. I don't know where else August Burns Red would fit. They're metalcore, and they're very good at what they do. I would dare anyone to try and sound like they sound after twenty years being that consistent. Because guess what, Metallica <laughs> didn't even come close. They could. They barely made it fifteen years. Without completely selling out, so does August in fact burn red? Do you know what it's from? You want to know real quick? It's kind of yeah, I do. It's not the dog thing. That's where I read it. That's it's, what I it's, read. Yeah, but I read an interview with them. It's it has nothing to do with that. It was just three that words come from then. I mean, go ahead and tell it. I didn't mean to ruin your whole thing. Yeah, I I, I need to know now. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. so Guys, this is totally why this is how they got their name. They supposedly, but not. <laughs> I'll say like they read in the local newspaper that a dog had been taken, put in a burlap sack, and then set on fire. The name of the dog was August. That's August. fucked up. <laughs> They're a Christian metal band, so I doubt that's true. They didn't say uh, it this time though. The, the only time I ever heard them say it was at Infinity, and he said. Uh, what's the lead singer's name? Jake Lurs. Jake hops up there and he goes, "We're August." This is like two songs in. We're August Burns Red from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We just want you all to know, thanks for coming out tonight. And we're followers of Christ, and we <laughs> we thank him every day or something like that. And he goes, uh. he goes, he goes. But if you're not followers of Christ, that's all right. But you can be today, and we just want to say we love you. This next song's called Blah Blah Blah. <laughs> And this is the right back end of the set. So Nate didn't get to see that, or else he probably wouldn't have gone see him again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm fine with all like all like the Christian stuff, Christian Christian metal bands and all that. But if it gets too preachy, I kind of Devil yeah, Wears that, Prada did that too. When I that happened with Skillet, oh, well. they're touring together. Yeah, that's funny. I went to see Despised Icon one time at uh, Extreme Wheels. And like, who did I go with? No, who was the other bands that night? I don't remember, but one of them was incredibly, like, incredibly preachy. Like, I swear to God, I felt like I was at church. Like, he was (laughs) up there, like, like, itchy, like, quoting Bible verses and stuff. Oh, you probably went and saw Under Oath. I don't, I don't know. But it was not enjoyable, and the fact that they that that is what was opening for Despised Icon was it just blew my mind. <laughs> they have a song about getting a blowjob. 
They also write songs that last all of two minutes and 25 seconds. <laughs> I would say that. Okay, let's move on to Matt's choice. And I'm going to hand this to a random person. Uh, Jarka, Matt Edwards selected for us to listen to represent the new metal genre. Korn's debut album of Korn. Talk on the genre that is new metal because we grew up on MTV and in the new metal scene. Talk about the genre as it is and what you think of and exactly what this album is. Well, new metal, like, the, like I, I feel like the genre, what we call today new metal, didn't really, I don't know when it actually got its name. Like, like, cause when we first were like our, you know, we're, it was kind of forming, like when this album came out, this is kind of like the first like new metal album. Of course the train goes by. <laughs> That's but, um, <laughs> I've been doing a good job muting, but, um, it's all, to me, what new metal always represent was that it was metal plus hip hop. You either have some kind of element of, uh, like a DJ or your or probably the biggest one is you're rapping in it. And it's, uh, it's been called rap metal before. I, that's kind of what I first, like the genre, what I was exposed, like that's what I always called it when I, when it first came out. It's kind of where and, I feel corn doesn't really fit the bill. I, I think, I think Jonathan Davis definitely raps. I think, you know, especially if you go on the follow the leader, he, he did all those collaborations. Um, he did like collaborations with like Ice Cube and uh, was a Fred Durst and true. Oh, they, um, they had that cover of uh, the Ice Cube cover with Chino on it. Wicked. Yes. And then like, if I was kind of looking it up too, like trying to get like a general idea of like other like aspects of what makes new metal, new metal. And it, and if you, I was just you know browsing Wikipedia and they're like, well, you know, it just doesn't have to necessarily be hip hop. It can be, you know, other fusions of other like alternative subgenres into it. Like they're like they're like they'd consider like Static X to be new metal. Now, me personally, I wouldn't consider Static X to be new metal. I would, I would consider say it to be industrial. More indu- yeah, I more thought, industrial. Yeah, Alex, I thought you'd say they were thrash. <laughs> <laughs> they listened. I just like, wanted. I just wanted their speed to come across. It was more or less kind of saying like like new metal was was metal bands that fused other genres and kind of all came up in the early nineties. Like they tried to list like Marilyn Manson as new metal. I wouldn't consider Marilyn Manson new metal. Yeah, they consider yeah. like System of a Down new metal, and it's like what? Yeah, I no. think that, that's kind of so we're just kind of rapping like that's. I, yeah. I think they're a yeah. circumstance of the time frame that they popped up in. I think. I think what, like what new metal is really is just like it's just very basic guitar riffs, down tuned guitars, no solos, no yeah, no solos, no, angry, angry, angsty vocals, and like yeah, Rage, I mean, I, Rage Against the Machine is probably your only real new metal band that has actual solos, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But um, but uh, in terms of actual uh, this album, like of Corn self-titled, like the other thing that really struck out to me was the the phrase that was always brought up to me when I like back, like I'd read about it in high school was adolescent aggression. That was all like it was like fused within the, the rap metal, new metal genre, and this, my God, I forgot like how much corn like they're lyrically about how their songs are about like child abuse yep 
and about like just like like being so like being like an angry child and a, like like and stuff like that and like i just I, I i didn't i hadn't listened to the this album in a while and i was like holy shit i didn't you know some of the songs especially towards the end of it i'm like wow i, I you know if there was a, someone once told me in high school oh you wanted you rap metal will never would have started if there never was child abuse <laughs> which is like which well, there's so much of that the album is a, this album's about yeah I think I think new metal was just like a natural progression of how quote unquote heavy music rock and roll was going at that point in time. It's like everybody kind of got sick of thrash and then you had like the whole grunge movement. I mean, Pantera aside, I mean, they weren't really thrash. They started like that whole like groove metal sound and kept like yeah. ex- extreme music, if you will, like kind of kept the fucking flame going. And then like, you know, you had grunge and then that got worn out and shoved down our throats. And it's just like new metal was the next step in the progression of you know heavy music. It was all like 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 you had like that post grunge like you had like Bush, and you had like uh, like I guess give the food fighters in and um, no doubt like that the mid nineties like hard hard rock yeah and then and then you know corn Deftones biscuit. Rage, Papa Roach, that whole class kind of pushed that aside. And then they kind of gained, and they also kind of gained like uh, mainstream, mainstream traction too. They were on the same level as like, you know, all those shitty top, uh, top 40 bands that came out in the mid to late, mid to late 90s. I mean, they were, they, all those bands were like in the top 40 then, like you had, you know, what was it? What was that show on him to total request live? It'd be like, oh, yeah, the top, the top three would be like Limp Biscuit, Corn, then Britney Spears. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just, yeah, a super <laughs> weird time for what is popular music. Well, you yeah, had like, uh, yeah, you had that, and you had the fucking Backstreet Boys and, and Sync and that shit. Why, why are we talking back, Backstreet Boys? What happened? Um, <laughs> We're talking this, is, about- <laughs> this is the Get in Touch with Your Soft Side podcast. No, I, no. I just, I just want to mention real quick that. Dave, I'm proud of you for all the uh, harsh language that you're using this episode, <laughs> and you're not and you're not correcting yourself. Crap! I, you know, you, when you're around kids like all day, and you're, <laughs> he's, and he's letting that boot. new metal angst come out. <laughs> yeah, like, my no, I, aggression is coming out now. <laughs> I, I I I get it. <laughs> he was also unhinged uh, a little bit on uh, crafting and drafting. He was letting some f bombs and s bombs yeah. drop. So, well, that's the that's the wrestling business coming out of me. So, <laughs> and new metal, I th- I thought was going to be the trickiest for you, but I think you probably get the most of us. Not for you, I'm saying for Matt, but the the new metal genre is, is probably the one that we'd all agree on the most. Of like that band's new metal, that band's not. So for me, Corn obviously was one. I've always thought Deftones was new metal. I don't know what you think of that, Mike. Um, I think that, you know, some of the harder stuff that Stain chose to do before Aaron Lewis sold out, which apparently was always, he was always a sellout, um, told a lot of ways to me, it represents a lot of new metal. 
I saw. I, I looked at some uh, like lists of top uh, new metal, new metal uh, artists. Lincoln Park was on there a lot too. I, I would oh, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Agree. There's that hip hop, the hip hop thing. How do you think Stain fits in the new metal? Because that's one kind of kind of struggled with. Because to me, like it's the hip hop. I don't see the hip hop part. The first, their first album, Dysfunction. I don't want to say this. This people can hear me say this. I had that album. I liked that I album when I was like, I did. 16. I did too. I did. Too. It, it was super heavy, you know, for what it was at the time in my, you know, undeveloped teenage brain, <laughs> which I know is not heavy now, but uh, it's the heaviest album they have. That's for sure. Yeah. And like, so I guess that's how they fit in. Like they, like, like, I'd say just like System of a Down, the victim of the time frame that they, you know, came out into the limelight to. Yeah, yeah System of a Down, I put in new metal as well. Like, Mudvayne, Mudvayne's another one that's considered new metal. It's like, are they? Are they? So I, I think so. That's, that's a lot. There's a lot of progressive shit in that fucking first album. You're, but it's also very for like, a tour, though, Mike. I saw Mudvayne. Or Deftones, Mudvayne, Lincoln Park, Limp Biscuit, and then Metallica. Was Up there. in Toronto? Yeah. Summer Sanitarium. I was there. 2003? Yeah. I, I Get this. I left before Metallica. Get this. I stayed and regretted it. Oh, so I don't <laughs> feel so bad. <laughs> I'm complaining about their sound after four bands is goddamn fucking played. Sorry about the sound tonight. Fucking that- asshole. That was the tour that uh, Chino came out. It was like pissed off that uh, Lincoln Park and Limp Biscuit were playing after them. Like <laughs> Chino was Chino was like, like these bands wouldn't be around if it wasn't for like us and Corn. Why are why are we opening for them? Yeah, and I was like Chino. I one hundred percent agree, buddy. Lincoln Park was the best band that night. I thought Lincoln Park was really good that day. They're really good. Chester didn't sound like shit, unlike the Texas recording. Um, so yeah, new metal. Is our genre that I think we all touched on. It dominated MTV there for that hot minute when MTV decided to acknowledge music still. <laughs> um, anyone else get anyone else that we left out? Anyone that should be acknowledged? I, I, I think my favorite new metal album, like I think that what it represents is best probably Slipknot's Iowa album, like when I was going through this. Yeah. Just because it was it's 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 metal definitely the metal part it's got that it's got the same corn like like vibes in terms of their energy and like the themes of it and then it's uh basically just they throw a dj in there too you know yeah cory cory rapped on a few songs on that yeah cory like that especially slipknot's first album that's you know he's rapping on there it's got that hip hop on there. I, can't I, would, about the I, would, I would put the category, the, the genre simply in this. Did you exist between 1996 and 2006? Okay, first check mark. Did you at one point only wear Adidas sneakers? All right. Yep. <laughs> but not uh, Puma. Did yeah, you, don't forget what Corn got their Puma contract. At Puma. Uh, it was so easy to dress like a new metal kid back in the day. You have your ball chain, your ball chain necklace. Yep. Oh, I had one of those. The dirt ball chains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your wallet chain. 
I'll say as far as this album goes, I love that I was able to listen to this album as an assignment. I hadn't listened to it in who knows how many years. Still love it. I still mm. love this album. I love this album. Life is peachy. And then follow the leader. And that's that's where I left corn. I was like, follow the leader. I was like, cool, you made it to the you know, upper echelon of the of all these bands. You're now up there with Britney Spears. Congratulations. Now I'm out. <laughs> So Dude, once blind. I hit the TRL days, I was like, here we go. <laughs> blind was such an anthem for like any sport or high tension moment. Just uh, that build that build up. Speaking and, of this album and and corn though, real quick, uh wasn't it the band bandits stop using uh corn after the bake pipes? Shoots and ladders? Yeah, they don't do it anymore. Um but uh, my shoots and ladder story is that my when we did backyard wrestling in high school, my buddy was his gimmick was Morris Angry Scotsman, and he came out to that. <laughs> and he, he had a he had a, he came out to a kilt. He would take a pair of pajama pants and just cut up a cut them all up, and it would be his kilt. <laughs> I do believe that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> I don't, he, I think he was well. If you're Scottish, I mean. It's fine. I'm sure they don't mind. <laughs> well, from new metal, let's go to stoner metal, where Mike caught all sorts of heat for uh, calling his boys from Clutch uh, a stoner metal band. Trying, um, I don't know, wrap your hands around what stoner metal is for us, Mike. Yep. <laughs> I hope that helps. What were we talking about, man? I got something else. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. So, uh, no. Ah, uh, Jesus. Stoner metal. I don't. I, I like. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I wouldn't know how to explain it. Like, it's just. I can help. Can I help? Like, start stoner metal. Like borders on like doom and. I don't know. To me, it's got like a lot of like southerny sounds to it um chill metal backwards yeah. metal i would say that moonshine metal stoner <laughs> metal first and foremost needs to have a groove if it doesn't have a groove it cannot be oh, for sure yeah you can't be yeah. fucking you're not just sitting there bobbing your head to something that doesn't have a good fucking groove sure. to it I was really torn on who to pick. I wanted to pick Clutch. But as you guys saw in the group chat, Doug basically came into my house and chopped my fucking hands off. <laughs> he's wrong. Typing it. He, yeah, he's wrong, wrong on that. He's wrong. <laughs> I, I will, Mike, I, I will say, though, you, you, you got me listening to them a little bit. And I've been listening to them a lot lately. I'm, I'm really digging it. Oh, they're, they're so good. But uh, they're, they're the, the couple albums I was talking about, because when I think of Storm, I don't really think of anything that's like newish, if you will. Although there are newer Stone, you know, it would be Storm Metal, Doom Metal um, bands. But the one I was going to pick, but I figured somebody else might pick it, and they did. Obviously, the per- that person, you guys know who it is and what album it is now, but because that album hasn't been brought up, but they were. Probably one of the original stoner metal bands, doom metal. <laughs> but uh so I went with uh down downs Nola 
Only because, you know, Phil Anselmo is a big giant stoner. Yeah, North Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, actually, are you pretty sure the whole state of Louisiana stoners? You ever hear how they talked on there? Mm-hmm. But, uh. Creole. I, Dougie should understand everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw them back in, like, 2002 at OzFest in Ohio, and, like, somebody threw a blunt up on stage, and Phil Anselmo just picks it up. He's like, fucking thanks. Lights it. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Like, man, these guys are stoner. But uh, uh, stoner metal to me is something you can just put on at like you know the Bills tailgate. Nobody's going to question what you're listening to unless they're interested in what it is, so they can listen to it themselves. But nobody's going to bitch about it. You just toss it on. It's got a nice groove. It's good background fucking noise. So yeah, yeah, I picked uh, Downs Nola because I think that represents. All of that well. It's got a good, good, there's some good foot stomping to it, some yeah. just bobbing your head. Yeah. You can smoke a fat one to it, you know? Have a good time. I think beyond just the genre, if you just talk about that band and my exposure to it, I had to text you in, in complete naivety. And I said, uh, Is that the singer from Pantera? And you go, Yeah, this is his Southern rock kind of like side project i'm like oh no wonder i was like this dude sounds like a lot like the guy from pantera <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's actually it's, it's it's him and it was originally rex the bass player from pantera and keenan allen or keenan allen that's a football player <laughs> yeah pepper pepper keenan from uh corrosion of conformity and i can't think of the other guitarist name but um, uh i love that corrosion from of conformity which is a band that i stumbled on because of doing the hardcore album review you know i found them i was like yo these guys kind of sound like the sword which is kind of doom metal stoner metal metal yeah Yeah. so then like it's just funny the way that works like i picked out a guy who played in the band that now plays in a different band that you pick for a different totally different genre like i wanted to listen to corrosions of conformity for hardcore where they weren't they weren't hardcore. Not yeah, C- COC was actually one of my choices too. Then I had like the obvious ones, but I didn't want an obvious one. There's like a like newer bands like Bongzilla, Weed Eater, super, super good stoner, doom metal stuff. Uh, it was a Church of Misery, all sorts of good shit out there. Yeah. This is where I wish, I wish Doug was still on here because he could probably spit, spit out like 30 different bands or, or, or five because there's only five good ones. My, my like my my view of like stoner metals like Sit more on the, the desert side like going more out like I kind of noticed like listening to like the I listened to this and then I listened to some Kailessa and that's kind of more like there's like there's like the stoner metals kind of like the southern stuff and then when you go further out west to like California and Southern California and you get to Caius and you get your your Fu Manchu and everything like basically all the stuff like out there before Queens of the Stone Age it's kind of like at their own like different it's still like a stoner metal but it's kind of at its own like different sound like you got a west coast scene and you got like a southern scene I, you kinda, yeah. seems like you have in, 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 this, in the stoner metal like genre I think yeah, for sure. And I think like maybe a, the uh, maybe the further maybe the further up north it gets more would get to the doomier side of it, maybe. Yeah, like <laughs> I, um, I'd actually have to look into that. Like Red Fang is kind of more like on the I think they're from Oregon. They're kind of like in that West Coast. Yeah. Type. That's another band that's super good that's not very well known. Well, you they're definitely not. get 
you definitely get pockets of the country that a genre, whether or not that band fully embraces it, kind of just grabs in. Like Buffalo's well known for their their influence in the death metal scene, but at the same time down in Tampa, Florida, there's a whole nother pocket of death metal bands that are influencing, you know, other bands and you find them down there. Like I think that's where Morbid Angel like relocated to. Like they moved on to like Tampa, Florida. Um but I find it interesting that you find by going out to the West Coast and stuff that you get like a certain sound and the genre keeps like supporting itself. It seems like they all influence themselves and they kind of keep the same kind of tone going on. I like yeah. Nate, your experience with stoner metal, doom metal, um, probably wasn't as much as the rest of us, I'm guessing. Maybe just the sword. You you said you'd never listen. No, I've never listened to the sword. Oh, you should. The S, the well, I don't my my experience with with uh stoner metal or any of the sort is zero. Like Billy Corgan's t shirt? If exactly <laughs> like that. If 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 I would have gotten this genre, I would have pulled an Alex and picked something completely wrong. Oh. In the gizzard, <laughs> Shot in the dark. Um, Get it, Alex? <laughs> um, it's dark in here. Oh, you're kind of creeping me out. We can't see what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't. Know. I, don't I, I was even trying to think, you know, of something that I would choose for it, and I started going through lists of bands who are considered stoner metal because I didn't know, and I didn't recognize any name that I saw on any of those lists. So, my my ex- my experience with uh, with with stoner metal is uh, is Mike's pick. <laughs> <laughs> and which I enjoyed. Well, I feel I like I did it. it justice then because I feel like I picked a good one for somebody to listen to. Sad yeah, music. It, 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 uh, it had a good groove to it and it was, it was, it was fun to listen to. Although oh, today it is. at lunchtime, I ran out of nicotine. My, oh. my vape died what is going on here. Yeah. So robot Nate I was listening to more stuff on the way back to listen to just made me angry and I hated it. So I had, I had to shut it off. <laughs> am, I, am I good now? <laughs> For some reason it chose to speed up all your words. At the end of those. <laughs> no. It was a pointless rant. No, I got, I know I, t- you, you ran out of nicotine. It was kind of annoying and everything I listened to is bad at that point. So I had to stop listening to anything that we picked because it was unfair. <laughs> That's when electric Cowboy came on. It should have. <laughs> we and got like, the moves. You, you pick you, you were supposed to pick a thrash album, which we all were put in an air quotes. Come on guys. We're gonna... Anyways, <laughs> the band that, Mike picked is closer to thrash metal than I think (laughs) which I find interesting Um, but you you had never listened to these guys before probably right Um, what was your uh, thoughts I enjoyed it I never gave them the time of day I've never I've seen their logo a thousand times 
never dove in. So I'm glad you did that. Um, some of the stuff's hard to keep up with, though. I don't know how to describe it. Were you stoned? No. Oh, see? That's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps I should revisit. Maybe that's why Alex picked Ectomorph for Thrash, because he wanted to thrash around the room and destroy everything so he didn't have to hear it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I destroy shit on my own well enough. Well, either way, I think we all agree that Mike picked a good one here that we none of us had really given as much attention as maybe it should have gotten. Um, Good project. I would have had had sevens across the board. For all these listens? No, for mine, (laughs) you guys. (laughs) Oh, man, I would have gotten sixth. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) they're they're talented um alex you could have hey hey you could have listened to the completely and totally wrong album by the right artist (laughs) yeah probably mike hasn't done that in a while good job well the (laughs) last album of choice and i like that we're going full circle here now we're going back to where it started arguably the first death metal band ever um, depending on who you talk to, maybe Deep Purple, depending on who you talk to. Uh, Black Sabbath is Jarka's choice, and the album was Paranoid. That's a good one to so, pick. First one, yeah. I, you know, I, I was doing just a little bit of research on like the beginnings of like heavy metal, and uh, the I was just reading up about it and. There seemed like like there there was like there's some kind of like this like like fuzziness just like as with every other genre about like what the first like you know heavy metal songs and albums are and I listened to a bunch of stuff I li- I listened to Deep Purple's pretty much complete discography recently and I was just reading up of them like ah, I I can't. I, I see where they're coming from, but it seems more just like I want to pick something that's actually metal, like for sure metal, not just hard rock. Because back then you also had like what hard rock kind of was and what turned into metal was a lot of what was like acid rock and a lot of surfer rock. Like um uh, like think like um Iron Butterfly. Yeah. Um and the band that I uh, I read was put out the first that was con- some people consider the first metal album was um, done by a band called Blue Cheer, and I listened to that album and <laughs> Blue. It's called Blue Cheer. I uh, know that's when I, yeah, I saw your Facebook post. Yeah, I know, I know. Like I'm like, who is that? Cheese, blue cheese. They they do. I listened to the, like I actually ended up just finishing listening to almost their all their stuff, and they do. They're like the only really big to me song was a cover of summertime blues okay but um they, the iron, but iron butterfly though yep one of my favorite songs to play at a bar right on the jukebox because it lasts forever just to well, piss it's, people it's, off it's featured on the simpsons what song is that i got it a vita oh, okay yeah so that's what i thought it was but i didn't want to sound get, stupid you get the most money <laughs> bang for your buck on the jukebox of that our next hymn from I Ron Butterfly. <laughs> and I gotta veto this. 
Oh yeah, so uh, classic rock metal was the yeah. genre that we kind of labeled it as. And then I listened to also like I did some Judas Priest, like listen to British Steel, and that was like you know, I it's still I, it was more hard rock than it was metal. I, I thought for for British Steel, that's like borderline. Like Priest is like borderline. Like I mean, that's like glam before glam was glam like you could put you could put like painkiller is definitely metal well right you, I think but i was also more metal. but i also i also thought that was more speed metal than classic metal well their catalog kind of covers a, a few of the early influence genres of there's some songs that are clearly still rooted in classic rock there's other songs that are clearly rooted in what is you know influencing the the thrash metal glam rock you know more of guitar forward songs you know judas priest is a tough listen for me just because from song to song i don't know if i'm gonna like it you know some songs i'm like fine with it where i wouldn't be like mad like iron maiden for me is like that where i know how talented they are i know how important they were and from song to song i don't know if i'm gonna like it all and (laughs) brian someone we used to work with kind of destroyed priest for me how overplaying oh see i didn't i didn't really listen to judas priest growing up and then a couple of years ago i went through and listened to everything and i was just like oh this is this is awesome like it was all, all it was all so new to me and i really dug it it's it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting when you think about that the guy is a uh <clears throat> quite loud and proud uh homosexual nowadays that rob helford wrote a lot of songs of mm-hmm. lyrical content which now 40 years removed or whatever from when he wrote it clearly have different ideas of what he was singing about when, when he's singing about breaking the law, (laughs) quite literally in England during that time, it was, I believe still illegal to be a homosexual. So he's quite literally breaking the law by even existing um, as he is, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? I brought up I brought up uh, one of the times because I've seen Priest a this bunch of times. This is a tangent that I'm low that we're going down. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> seen Priest a bunch of times. They use they're usually like they're, every other year or so they're like a headliner at a couple of the festivals. But um, the one year Rock <laughs> of the Rage, Priest is playing and they're playing Hell Bent for Leather, and I just lean over to my friend and I'm like, dude, you know how many dudes back in the day railed their old ladies to this? <laughs> so like, and then Rob Halford came out, and they probably thought, "Damn, he's talking about sex with a man." Like, well, they they, like, they looked at him back then, and like, man, that's a real man's man, real masculine, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and now oh. they're like, "Oh no, the signs were there the whole time," <laughs> which is fine. You know, I don't care, but it's just funny because you know those same dudes. Those like. Masculine, yeah. <laughs> and like next thing you know, like, oh man, you would. I don't know if we could talk about. This. You would Metal think that, <laughs> like, you think like they had to question their sexuality because they banged their wife in 1985 to a song. Like I don't know what year he came out, but like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do exactly. Priests. <laughs> Even the name, you know what I mean? Just like <laughs> Judas Priest doesn't as much conjure up just like, oh man, they're they're being like anti, you know, religion stuff like that. It kind of conjures up like priests and bad stuff kind of like go hand in hand nowadays. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> We're not going down that road either. But anyway. It wasn't Judas Priest. I don't know how to get back on track after this. All right, well, but, but basically, it picks back to have his paranoid. And I, because I, I thought that it, this is really good foundational for, for, you know, metal just in general. And, um, you know, when we go and we talk about doom metal, we talk, like, like we talked about before, you know, they have the riffs there, you know, that's, that's even goes into punk rock that, you know, that paranoid part. And it's, and to me, it's also, it's, it, it, you know, it's, gloomy it's death you, you know you got that part of it um i also think that it kind of encompasses more of what like metal albums kind of were from like you know the 70s and 80s like where it was it was you know heavy fast songs but then you also had those lower songs like you had like the planet caravan type songs where it's not they're you could i don't want to say that they're ballads but because they weren't necessarily you know I don't know. Like cheesy and, yeah, cheesy and faily, but they were slower and they kind of showed more depth to the band. And they, um, oh, that stupid train. It's a big third down, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Go I'm trying to finish my thought with this. But, um, but they also, like, I remember just watching a music video with Opeth, the, um, and they talked about how it might be a soft, slower song, a softer song, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's evil. It's it's just as or he said something like it's just as evil or something like that, and that's kind of what something like like Black Sabbath would do. Like they're still dark. There might be a slower, softer song on their album, but it's still dark, and and that kind of encompasses the metal ethos per se. Right. Well, they get the benefit of being the first, where they were rehearsing across the street from a late night movie theater. And these people were coming out of these movie theaters, you know, in the in the middle of the night, in the in the you know evil time, devil's time, and you know, I one of them definitely had the I forget it was probably the guitarist Tom, uh, Tony what was Tony Iommi, and he said like, wouldn't it be cool if we wrote songs that scare people? Like movies are written to scare people, and that literally in that thought process that created a new genre that congratulations you just made a new genre because you're telling me that now your idea about writing a song is you don't want a lot of people enjoying it to feel comfortable you're trying to challenge people to listen to something that's a little edgier than they're used to lyrically or you know they're putting together note combinations that aren't what you're used to hearing in it it's purposely supposed to be aggressive or um, I don't know, like more in your face. It's supposed to create a reaction. This is a lot of ways the creation of punk too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Punk's, you know, was always that mentality of going against the norm, purposely freaking out the squares, quote unquote. So <laughs> it, when you selected Black Sabbath, I was like, well, that's what I would have done. You know what I mean? I want, I want to start with the band that openly admitted like they're trying to create music to scare people. It's not like this, like the super like obscure pick, like but it made the it makes the most it just makes the most sense, you know. Yeah. Nate, would you have picked Deep Purple? For uh for, for classic metal? 
Yeah. I think I probably would have picked Static X. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would have. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we're getting I, old now. That's that shit's classics. <laughs> <laughs> Classic alternative. Uh, I, I would have Deep Purple would have definitely been uh, one that I considered. Um, but I probably actually would have ended up going with Black Sabbath too. Anyone get any thoughts about Led Zeppelin being part of uh, metal? I would say I would say Led Zeppelin was probably one of the first like metal bands. I, I just wouldn't. I didn't want to go with them because they they just seemed a little too more bluesy. That's uh, a great. I was literally thinking that just now, Charco. I was like, <laughs> pick a word to stick to them forever. That it, it's the guitar work that makes them bluesy. It's it's John Bonham that I actually think leads you towards more metal, I think, of just the pre- precision of the drums and just the way he flipped time signatures around and purposely played off of what the guitarist and bass were. Like he would play, you know, not on the same time signature at all. He, did, he you was, bring a, did you just bring a bass in the same sentence? Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. There's no denying that John Paul Jones is phenomenal. So, oh, yeah. 8.57 p.m., April 25th, 2003. What's that? When you brought up a bass player in the same sentence as everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never do that again. I'll never do it again. Anyone else got any suggestions on what they think best represents what is the like the founders, the creation of metal? I think we're all in agreement, right? The other ones I've read yeah. were like some people said the Yardbirds, um, yeah. uh, Jimi Hendrix based off like the distortion guitar and it's like a foundation. I wouldn't consider it, no, but it's, but, but, um, because how can he keep, wait a minute. So he can't create it, uh, the solos of the, of the, the bass rock genre. And at the same time, create metal. That's not like, how like, it works. like, like he influence. Like I, he was kind of think like like influence on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, know. like, like I, the one band I wanted to look up, like one of my favorite bands, is Faith No More, and this go, kind of goes back to the new metal. Like I wanted, I was like, well, are they really new metal? No, I wouldn't say so, but they they definitely influenced new metal genre for sure. I think. Yeah, I agree. But so that's kind of how I kind of see like Hendrix, maybe. But like you, it's so weird. Like you spring up a band, like, and and this is probably a good way to kind of like wrap all this up, this kind of topic that you bring up a band like Faith No More. And when you're thinking about these genres kind of like formulating themselves during when they're at their height of being a band, right? And then mm-hmm. you start like picking out the same time that these genres are like at the same time they're putting out an album, Cannibal Corpses. Metallica is, you know what I mean? Like all you've already got these splits going across the genre. And I think Faith No More in a lot of ways just shows like they're gonna listen to what they listen to and they're gonna want to try and play what they're gonna want to try and play. It's just the later you go back in the years, you find the first examples more often. So like mm-hmm. you said, the Black Sabbath, that's the first time that anyone tried to play like, you know, whatever, like they're playing right at that moment. The reason they're choosing the style or guitar tone the way they are. And then you go forward a couple decades or whatever. Now you're playing, you're listening to Metallica. 
they're creating something called the California smile with their amps, which is, you know, they're scooping all the mids down, which is such a, a, a thing that they wanted to make to be specific to their genre and what they thought their sounds should be. So I, I think doom metal is influenced by classic metal. I think thrash metal is influenced by classic metal. And that's why that needed to be represented. Like you will find every single one of these things, the darker <laughs> lyrical content, the, what they're singing about death metal obviously sings about dying fetuses or whatever. I don't know. What they say about. And Anni- then, annihilating infants. Yeah. You know, <laughs> things that make well, black metal sings about nice. Satan, you know, Oh, with well, the satanic, a, panic, you know, how it, could we didn't it, talk about Norwegian death metal. Because they killed people, Mike. <laughs> I could I could talk all day about it, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Hmm. I yeah. I went through my black metal phase. Yeah. Uh Death and what's his name? Who's who's the other guy that was in Dead. Dead. His name's De- Dead. And then he's, um Euronymous was the guitar. Euronymous. He's the one he's that the kills guitarist. No, he's not. Oh no. Uh, Count Grishnik uh, <laughs> was the one that killed him, and then Euronymous took pieces of dead skull and he, he he mailed it to people that he thought were worthy within the black the Norwegian black metal scene. It didn't he shoot himself with a shotgun? He like blew his brains up. Dead dead shot himself. Oh you no! Know, uh, Count Grishnik killed Euronymous. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Um. Dead dead shot himself. He he like slashed his wrist and then he dragged himself into his house from outside and then shot himself. And then he had like some note saying like, excuse the blood. I didn't mean to make a mess or something like that. <laughs> and I he look- was, that guy was messed up. He, I'm sorry. I'm laughing, but these guys purposely did this shit just to be like, I'm the most metal. <laughs> he, 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 he thought that he wasn't like, he thought he was an alien. He thought he wasn't <laughs> from this planet. And he like, would like bury like, his clothes and then wear them and then he would he had like dead birds and plastic bags that he would breathe into it's we go back to our good christians and august burns red it's it's, this picture with alex being blacked out is making me uncomfortable they would throw they would throw (laughs) a rotting pig's head into the middle of the crowd and then one of them took a bite out of it one of them took a bite out of it after their show and like he got violently ill yeah this is the band mayhem Mayhem. For anybody, yeah, mayhem. Um, yeah, which they came to the, they came to Rochester a couple of years ago. I couldn't somehow they I don't know how they made it across the the across the border with all their whatever crimes they committed over the years. To uh, reference one of my favorite podcasts, the last podcast in the left covered them in depth. It's just uh, I think the uh, the episodes are called Norwegian Death Battle, but yeah, insane story, insane story. There's a book um, called. Um, Necrocomicon? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're um, anarchist cookbook. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the the name off the top of my head now, but I did, I read it uh, like in college. Um, but it, there's a it's kind of a controversial book, but it did give a good historical uh like it did of uh, like the scene of the Norwegian black yeah. metal scene, like Mayhem and um, um some of the other bands specifically from that area um i mean it's there dude like it's there just as jokingly as i put it out there like folk metal it's a thing pirate metal it's a thing 
Like you can you can find all these weird uh, adaptations of Viking metal with like a monomarth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if I would have taken folk metal, I would have picked them probably a monomarth. See. So I think this topic is was is well covered by us in the you know roughly two hours worth of this podcast. I think we did a good job. Overall, I think Mike already said it best when he said genres listen to what you want to listen to right mike yep yep there's no yeah. genres only music you like man so there's good the, music and bad music i agree that's all that's all you know to the person if you think yeah. it's good and i think it's bad just don't talk about it with me because <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell you that shit sucks man <laughs> Well, I'll stop sharing my feelings with you. Oh. So we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. When we come back, it'll be officially one year of the Out of Tune podcast. And I wanted to thank you fine folks for being with us these 11-odd months. And we'll be back. Like I said, big episode coming to you next month. Um listen to something new and share it with us. Find us and share it with us on Facebook. That's my thing this time. Um, Continue to subscribe, tell friends and find new podcasts on the network. BICBP-radio.com And yeah, we'll be back. And Alex, did I forget anything? The people could tune in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>